episode of the Good Friends Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Good friends. Podcast. Good friends. I thought we'd do. Yeah, I don't know. Just trying out new intros. Yeah, that was nice. You know, I like letting our fans in on the process. Tonight's Monday, November seventeenth. Boy, is it's it Jack Dale sitting here with my good friend Rod Bastenmere. Hi. And we're we're saying what's up. What's up? We're another. Uh, we're doing another annoying split time. We are. Me in Canada, Rod in New York edition, right. but... More you specifically, what? you in Canada, me in your bedroom, because we both kind of travel during this time. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and I'll just say, uh, you know, deal with it, so... Deal with it, fans. Fans, this like is part it. of it. <laughs> part of the game. About, I probably shouldn't call out the fans. Yeah, we're... <laughs> fifth episode. We're five episodes in, let's not pretend like we have any to spare. <laughs> I definitely don't have any leverage. Yeah, look, you want in on this friendship... You need to understand that there's a technological element. There's distance. So, yeah. Okay. I need my distance. I need, and I don't because I'm on your bed. <laughs> you know always. what fans of the Good Friends podcast definitely didn't have this weekend? What's Rod? that? What's that, Jack? Distance. Specifically <laughs> from the Facebook notifications. Oh! Killer segue, but nightmare of a PR disaster. <laughs> Listen, listeners... As you know, one of the bigger controversies of the week was when the good friends... controversies of the week, nay, of the Good Friends podcast. (laughs) No, of the week, period, in the world. Just our existence. Our existence. Like, everybody was talking about it. Let's just acknowledge the PR nightmare that was the Good Friends podcast Facebook page notification scandal. Or as I call it... Facebook (laughs) gate. As I call it, yeah, Facey gate. I'm pissed off. So... We are sorry um, on behalf of Janet, who is unable to speak for herself, but we will. And she was just having a bad week. Bad week. I, th- I think she, I don't know, something about tampons, but she didn't, she didn't, she didn't know what she was doing. <laughs> she didn't know what she was doing. I'm not going to blame it on her being a woman, but <laughs> obviously Janet... There's only one woman in this trio, Janet, and you yeah. are the only one who is responsible for the notification it's, problem. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Definitely not me. <laughs> only Janet. Yeah. So look, this. I'm glad it started a larger conversation. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's really important that we stop <laughs> making the topic of um, notification barrages, you know, um, taboo. Like, it's time that we just, like, confront it head on. You know, this is real. I'm personally just glad that we're finally addressing this topic. I'm glad we're finally addressing it. It's kind of like, okay, it's 2014. Like, it's finally time we start talking about getting a lot of notifications on Facebook. Like, I'm ready to have that discussion. Let's not make it academic. Like, everyone can have it. Like, it's a big deal. We don't have to try to have it. We can just have it. We can just have it. So we want to apologize to our fans who were brutalized in their Facebook notification. There's a formal press release um, that tells you exactly who you should blame. Janet. On our Facebook. Which, quick cross-promotion, you should like if you haven't already. Like us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Tumblr. And email us. And email. Oh my god, yes. Like, do all three. Like us on Face. Follow us on Tumblr. Email is on email. Yeah, on the email machine. On the email machine. Boop, boop, welcome. Yeah. So, yeah, we're sorry about that, and that is... I'm glad we kind of, we cleared that up. That was an important... some dirty laundry, and I feel better already. I feel good. I feel light. 
Well, I'll feel better when Janet apologizes to us. Yes, we are waiting on a formal, um, you know, when Janet steps down <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, gets in the helicopter, throws her peace signs up, and flies away on the good friend's lawn. When then Janet finally like, p- posts the closing up shop. <laughs> if you would have told me after five episodes <laughs> we would be here, I'd say you're crazy. But here we are. <laughs> So, so there's that. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, sorry everybody. We love you. We love but, you. Uh, yes, it was cool. So we talked about um, emailing us, and one of one of our loyal listeners, who apparently has listened every week, hi, our good friends David Zane, actually emailed us with a question. And Rose, David and Rose both listen. Oh yeah, I guess David, our good friend David and his girlfriend Rose, who is also our good friend, listen to the us good friends. A question. Uh, and they send it to uh, goodfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And if anyone out there has questions that they'd like answered or things that you want me and Rod to talk about, feel free to do so. Shoot it on over. We'll discuss it because yeah. we got a killer question this week that we're ready to jump right into. Yeah. So um, for those of you who don't know David, he is one of our very good friends from back home in California. And he's um, in... South Korea teaching kids uh, English right now. And his question uh, has to do with Wanderlust. Hmm, Wanderlust. Yeah, which is, you know, kind of the... The, the sister know, disease of Ebola, right? It is kind of the sister disease of Ebola, <laughs> if you think about it, in like the meta sense, I, I suppose. Definitely. But, um... I don't know, Wanderlust, I guess it's, I don't know, would you call it a state of mind? What would you call it? It's kind of just like a... Yeah, it's like a state of mind. It's like an impulse, I think. like a headspace. It's a headspace, yeah. Yeah, and so he writes, Dear Good Friends Podcast, It seems like I have a lot of friends who pursue two options after graduating college. Option one is related to Wanderlust, getting out of the country and trying to seek some sort of meaning through wandering or working abroad. Option two is moving to offbeat cities near major major metropolises. quote-unquote bohemian ambitions. Oxymoron, he says. Portland, Brooklyn, Oakland, and Berkeley come to mind. Either way, it seems like a lot of people in our generation are trying to productively delay adulthood. Can we get your thoughts on that? Mm. That's a killer question. It is a killer question. That is a very killer question because I would say the number one uh, reputation that our generation has is a desire to delay adulthood. And I would say also to go along with that, just... I would say that a lot of people c- categorize those in our generations as, you know, uh, one, I know once there was a Time article a couple of years ago that talked about how the people who are innovators in our generation will make cool stuff. They won't make useful stuff, right? Mm. So a lot of things that are have became popular while we were just graduating college, like Instagram and, you know, Facebook. It's like all this cool, fun social stuff that is like a fun way to waste your time, but it doesn't actually help anyone. <laughs> right. Um, Are you telling me that a Kelvin filter isn't helping? That yeah. to me is a humanitarian duty. Your sepia filter isn't getting me a job. <laughs> That's an interesting point. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I I don't know if I would agree with that completely. I mean, I think there's some, you no, know, I mean, there's obviously instances where there's people doing very amazing things. Sure. But, but the things we're talking about yeah, tend to I mean, be more kinda, more frivolous. This kind of just fits in with that um, idea. A little bit. And I think uh, it's a good... I know for a fact that I, as soon as I graduated college, I got a job for like eight months, saved up, and then got out of the country. But that was mostly because I didn't have a chance to travel in college. Mm. 
Yes. Um, and I just kind of wanted to, you know, get get out and see a little part of the world that I might not ever see. Would you ID that as Wanderlust? Uh, I mean, I definitely had a a desire to travel. Right. That, um, yeah, I'd say. I, but, yeah, I mean, David brings up a really good point. It seems like a lot of people either do kind of leave, leave home. Yes. I think that's like a thing that is kind of a normal feeling for everybody to have. Yeah, well, okay, here, here's my, here are my thoughts. I feel like the entire idea of travel as this monumental um, redefining of self feels like a weirdly um, American type of idea. Not that only Americans do it by any means, but it does feel like the way we treat travel and the way we treat, you know, just something as simple as vacation time is, like, so, so suffocatingly, like, I don't know, like, controlled that then the act of travel or wanderlust becomes, like, the weight of it just grows, and, like, the stakes become so much higher. Like, America's, like, the only industrialized country to not offer paid vacation time, you know? So because of that, we, like, project, like, a lot of meaning into the act of traveling. And, like, traveling is a totally meaningful experience, of course. Like, living outside of yourself is, like, always super meaningful. But at its core, it just does, it sort of feels like it's less about delaying adulthood and more kind of about um, placing, like, um, placing stakes on, like, what it means for, like, who you are and, like, what it means for your personal life narrative to, um, ooh, I don't know what that was. <laughs> what was it? Actually, literally, what was it? My computer just did it and I don't, like, I'm really scared. It sounds like it could be a scary noise. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just, it kind of feels like the way people treat travel is very crazy in America. It feels like it's always, you know, like, we're eat, pray, loving, all the time. Like, you're not just hopping into a different country to, like, see the world. You're hopping into it to find yourself. It feels like we find a really insular, selfish motivation for the act of travel. I don't know. My favorite part of Eat, Pray, Love is the love. Ooh. So. My soul be too cold. You know I loved the eating. (laughs) That movie is food porn with a side of love. The love part was the worst part because she literally loses all of her... Wait, you didn't see it? No, of course I didn't see it. Huh? Definitely didn't read the goddamn book. Um, okay, you know I did, and you're insane. Okay, back to the question at hand. I think um, this is pretty relevant, but... No, I don't think it is. But, no, I think David brings up a good point uh, when he says that it is kind of a way to delay adulthood. I don't know, but and he is a good example, I think, because David is, like, one of the most educated person people I know. Mm-hmm. You know, he graduated, like, one of the top people in his classes and he could easily get a job at some very impressive firm doing something. Sure. But he kind of know. I, I just, I've always felt with David that he's so secure in his future that he's just kind of enjoying himself while he's young, which, you know, good on him. And sure. it's funny because when I traveled, the, a lot of the times the only other Americans I met were 60 plus. Really? People who like didn't, yeah, didn't have time to travel when they were younger. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Starting adulthood. Totally. Oh, I see what you mean. So you're saying that you agree, that you think traveling is sort of like a way to delay adulthood. I think it's, but yeah, but, and and I also think it's, I I think it's an important uh, experience for a lot of people to have. It is, but don't you find it problematic that we have to contextualize traveling as this, like, activity you do before real life starts? That it exists as something outside of your real daily life? Like, travel should not be this sort of, like, 
ivory tower of experiences that only select few are allowed to have and that people save up their entire lives to do once to like have some experience you know something about that feels really frustrating i don't i think that if you contextualize it like that like making it like an event like kind of you know like senior prom or your wedding or something like that definitely is dangerous but i definitely understand the need to the need to kind of like get out there and experience something. oh totally no i'm completely i completely understand it i just wish yeah. that the culture did not you know make it um i just wish the weight of it could be released so that the act yeah. of traveling just wouldn't have to hold be in such high regard like there just feels like there's a i don't know part of it is obviously accessibility like the accessibility yeah. of getting places just not as easy here as it is in other regions but i just feel That's very true i just feel like uh the act like i feel like wanderlust is a Reaction to just how much there's no support for people to, like, have time to experience the world in a real way outside of America, outside of themselves. And I will say that, like, overseas, at least in the UK, like, it very much is, a, is like, a, a thing that you're supposed to do. It's kind of like... Right. They call it, they call it gap year, gap right? Year. Between high school, high school and when you start university. And it's a time when you're supposed to leave and, and like, experience life, but... You know, I think at that age, when you're that young, it, it, uh, it, it, it's a little bit just an excuse to go get drunk. Oh. I, I don't know. I mean... I, I think Which is also a reflection on the drinking age. Basically, yeah, America's right. the worst. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I, when I traveled, it was very much because I had a bunch of money and I didn't have any very good job prospects. And it was kind of like, well, I'm single i'm living at my parents i don't have a job i have all this money when am I, when else am i gonna do it and right. uh, that's what drove me to do it and i'm sure uh you know i could have i could have blown my money on something way worse and i'm, I'm glad that i definitely glad that I i'm glad you went traveling and didn't spring for the eight ball of heroin that i pitched when we had the conversation years ago yeah that right. wouldn't have been a good use of the money me too. Yeah, definitely a wise choice. No, it I completely feel It wouldn't have been a great use of the money, but let's be honest. It wouldn't have been too bad either. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. Good Friends Podcast is a heroin-supporting podcast. <laughs> Dare we say it? You know I did. Just kidding. Anyone out there who might get worried that I'm using heroin, I'm not using heroin. You do look a little skinny. <laughs> but we know what the motivation for that is anyway. But, yeah, no, I, I really appreciate David's comment or question. I think and, it's really uh, great. I love this, this question. And I have to say, I, at the core, agree with him. I feel like the reasons I agree with him are problematic and I find really frustrating. Yeah, but I will say this about the email. The very last thing on it, it says, Miss you guys, love, hugs, and kisses, David and Rose, sent from Windows Mail. Oh! <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> Send from Windows Mail. That was a quick personal attack. That one gets a, a quick mad decent elephant because that was a twist. I'm pissed off. Okay, a quick suggestion. Can we send a reply back to David and Rose? Let's just change the signature to sent from my iPad. Even <laughs> even if you're doing it from a Windows Surface tablet situation, no one's got to know. Just change the sent via iPad. That's funny. I'm serious. <laughs> you think I'm kidding, but that's the sound yeah. of me not joking around a bit. But I mean, also the dead giveaway is that it's written in Times New Roman font. So oh, oh is that still the Windows default font? I, I think it must be. Jesus Christ, why? <laughs> why is Windows doing this? <laughs> 
wait, what if it was sent from like IBM, like IBM tablet? <laughs> I'm pissed off. I just updated to OSX Yosemite or whatever, and oh, the yeah. new Apple font is hideous. It is literally a like slightly bolded Helvetica. I am not loving it. Mm, that's terrible. Yeah, it's not great. Everything else about it's, it is pretty fun, but I'm not it's loving such that. a it's such a drastic switch to get like an email in in a font you're not used to, and you're like, "What?" Oh, it's so crazy. Is, this, is someone using like Windows ninety seven emailing me right now? Yeah, I was. I literally think I either went through time or just like installed spam into every hard drive I've ever touched. It's always so crazy. And then when you respond, you always are back in their font because yeah. you respond, and the computer just reads that font and makes you type back. And it's like I don't want to participate in the Times New Roman industrial complex. This is a problem. Yeah. I'm not I got out it. of academia for a reason, everyone. Yeah, seriously. Plus, my favorite Sarah font is D dot. So there's <laughs> there's that. Um, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, please do when you write my birthday poem that I asked you to write. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> but thank you for that question, David and Rose. That was yeah, great. Thanks. I really yeah. loved it. It was very yeah. personal because it's very true to your guys' experience, and it's something that Jack and I really love talking about. And we've both experienced. Uh, that in our lives. So we have. Good, good on ya. Good on ya. And anyone else who wants to email again, it's goodfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Shoot us a quest. Shoot us a questy. Shoot us a quest, love. And we will 100% answer it and then put you on blast for the technology used to send it. Yes. So, that's, the, that's the good friends way. We promise. <laughs> Woo! We, we don't want anyone to outshine Rod and I, so we gotta knock you down a level. Gotta knock you down a couple pegs. The minute we feel like we're looking up at you, our neck starts hurting and we're bringing you back down. So what's next on the agenda? We also have to talk about uh, something that that came out, I don't know, was it this week or last week? But anyway, it was the the, uh, photos of Kim Kardashian's butt and then her subsequent nude photos and and all Mm. that hoopla. That was at the end of last week. That was at the end of last week. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a crappy transition, but... <laughs> but you know what? It's a testament to the photos. There is no way to transition to something to th- at that intense. Yeah. Because she, you know what? She broke the internet, just like she promised she would. But what, ha- what did... Yeah, I mean, what it did accomplish to do is get everyone to get pissed off. Uh, but at what? I mean, don't yeah. get it. I'm just so confused. People's fury over Kim Kardashian to this day is still is still crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. It's true. And what's funny is because people now are, are like, are being like, everyone's paying attention to Kim Kardashian, and there's such amazing things happening in this world! <laughs> that Why is, is a, it such a big deal? That is so much more, that's the more optimistic, angry person, who's like, there are amazing things in this world! You must see them! I feel like everyone else is like, there are people dying. Open your eyes. Kim Kardashian? More like genocides, or like, whatever. And it's like, um, you're talking about it, so it's also trending, because you literally just said it. But, uh, the funniest thing that I think is, that you know, come from this people kind of forget that the reason she's famous is because she was uh you know in her own homemade porno in a sex tape in a sex tape why are we acting like we've never seen her naked before or that like the act of her being naked is like a huge shift in the kim kardashian story like hello yeah there's like a nude photo of her leaking every week leaking every week not the only thing that's leaking am i right (laughs) tee okay i love those photos so much they're literally beautiful (laughs) 
I literally love them. I think they're so great. Yeah. I just think they're so oddly composed. Like, she's so far away and, like, weirdly... I don't know. There's something just really strange about them. But I just feel like people's reaction to everything Kim Kardashian is so crazy. You and I have talked about this, about how I don't understand how people can love supermodels but hate the Kardashians, as if they're yeah. anything more than just glorified models. Uh, I think people hate them because they're so boring. And they are incredibly boring. And I kind of it kind of annoys me that we have that it's like a, a thing that people pay attention to. But, but models are boring. Is. They are boring. They're very boring. But they're not as good. I mean, they are. But I, 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 I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why people hate them so much. People hate them. Because they get people's blood no, boiling. People because people hate them because they have a stupid TV show. And they're boring in the TV show. And people's, like, I don't know. People pay attention to it. It's, it's, it's just... I shouldn't. I'm not the one to be talking about this because I have no idea what what the hell's going on half the time with them. You, you live with me, and you know I everything that's happening with them because I make you know. I I know that uh, she's no longer married to Reggie Bush or Chris Humphries. I don't think she was ever married to Reggie Bush. Rest in peace. I loved him so much. He's still alive. Ooh, dead to me though. <laughs> but it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was kind of just a... It, she looked like a baby. It kind of reminded me of baby photos. <laughs> oh my god, because of her beautiful smile? Stupid smile. Oh, come I, on. Know, it wasn't like... I, I, I didn't like... You know, I didn't think it was like sexy or anything. Shots fired? You bet. That's me firing right at you. They're I, beautiful. No, I, it kind of just reminded me of poop. I don't want to say... Huh? But it was like... Did you think it was sexy? Um, I literally... Okay, nothing has ever reminded me of poop less than those photos. What did you... But what did you think when you saw them? I Were thought you like, they, oh, whatever. Well, okay, so we had the... We didn't even see the fully naked pictures until, like, the next day, right? So, like, the first photo we saw was just, like, her, like, like shimmying the dress down, like, looking over her shoulder and, like, exposing her ass. And then the other one was, like, the glass that was, like sort of yeah, right. balancing on it with, like, champagne, like, flowing or whatever. I yeah. thought they were really silly. I don't know. I kind of loved it. I just feel like, like, pictures, I don't know, nude pictures with that level of sort of, like, silliness and, like, are kind of great. You know? There's nothing overtly even hypersexual about them. She's just sort of, like, she's obviously naked, as she has been before. And yeah, that's what I think. It wasn't sexual or anything right and like, i don't me. feel like it yeah i feel like people's reactions are so and so intense i don't know people i just it's just really funny to me the degree to which kim kardashian drives people crazy i feel like people are really get mad about the reach that the kardashians have and just like how much more famous they are than like people thought they would be this many years later maybe that's what it is but i don't know i kind of just loved the photos yeah. they were kind of great yeah i mean and i also want to buy that issue it's just frustrating because everyone and everyone who watches the Kardashians want to wants to like. I feel like I feel like people who who well, I don't want to say that because that's not true. Oh my god, what but was it's it? just kind of like a, a thing about the haves versus the have-nots. You know, mm. the Kardashians are like this incredibly wealthy family who kind of you watch them on TV and like like what do they do all day? They go and get lattes and then like <laughs> sounds argue. good to me. And then, like, count their money and then, like, get more lattes. It's, like, annoying. You know, it's like, what the, what the hell? Why are they so successful? I love that a latte is, like, the pinnacle of luxury for you. 
Like the steamed milk is just like really next level. Several lattes and then the cinnamon pack. And this, that's all it takes. It's all it takes. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's definitely. Um, I I understand why someone wouldn't care about the Kardashians for sure because there's literally nothing to care about. But yeah. I don't know. I just want to take those pictures, blow them up, make them the wallpaper in your room, and I also want to buy that magazine. <laughs> what is that? Is that like some designer magazine? No, it's paper magazine. Like it's like a New York based culture like magazine oh really yeah it's pretty great they did like a radical redesign like a few months ago so that's like their newer cover layout it used to look like totally different um but yeah i don't know people the kardashians just make people so mad so so mad i will say it is really funny that like you know like so much of the conversation around the things we enjoyed like change after the recession like people just like didn't really like talking about like wealth and privilege in like the same way like we were talking about how like my super sweet 16 and like laguna beach like all these shows about like hyper privileged people just showing off their wealth just like fell out of style shortly after the economic like collapse so it's really that didn't help I, I yeah but i kind of feel like it's weird that the kardashians have sort of managed to still be interesting yeah. to people you know it feels one. like it's the kardashians they rule one half of it and then the other half is the weird like fringe poor communities and in, in terms of reality tv like duck dynasty That's, and like honey yeah. boo boo and it's like there's this weird like class divide in reality television now and the kardashians are still really popular even though it feels like they're the opposite of what That's true. what should be That's popular a really good point that's a really good point. It's funny. It's, like, funny yeah. that they, they have, like, weird longevity considering how fast things change now. Like, they're still so relevant. Yeah. So would never, you would never see uh, the lifestyle of the rest of the famous, that TV show. Ever. Ever. You wouldn't yeah. see Cribs today. I feel like people yeah, just cribs, don't yeah. know fully how to approach that kind of stuff. Like, the idea of abstract wealth just feels really gross to froth at the mouth about. Yeah. So, I don't know how the Kardashian Empire has managed to still stay relevant, but... They've done, there's something about them that people like. And this crap like this, she's relevant. I mean, she she puts out this stupid photo, and I'm sure she knew that people were going to be divided on it. Right. And now people are talking about Kim Kardashian for, you know. Anybody who can surprise you by doing the same thing twice is a brilliant businesswoman. (laughs) Yeah, right? I just can't get over that. There's naked photos all over the place. All over the place. Why are we acting like we haven't seen it? It's like somehow she knew we'd forgotten or something. You can watch her put a penis in her mouth. (laughs) And many have. Yeah. Watched not put their penis in their mouth. Though maybe that too. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But no shame that she also built a multi-billion dollar empire off of the betrayal of someone whom she loved. So good on her for capitalizing on something that people, someone did to her, which was really yeah. fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Because I, mean, I yeah. do not believe the conspiracy theories that she leaked her own tape. I do not believe that. I mean, she wasn't famous before she did that, and then afterwards she was. That is cause and effect, bruh. That's... <laughs> Doesn't mean she did it. Quote unquote career. (laughs) Career in quotes is vicious, but so real. Yeah. So I don't know. That gets uh... a siren. I don't know. This one's really long too. My bad. (laughs) Oh my god! It's literally (laughs) I'm really sorry. Okay. It's so long. All right. Okay. I might have to give the cell phone the devil tongue of the week. Yo, yeah, fair enough. Can you still hear it from back here? Like, moved it so far away. I do. It's, I do. it's literally, like, under the bed. Jeez. Jesus. That was really, what an interlude. All right, well, sorry about that. I'm going to I'm gonna X out that button for future episodes. Cause that's Good. Good. It's not the best sound. All right. But speaking of Devil Tongue of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? 
<laughs> that was a that was a subtle little devil tongue. <laughs> but oh, jeez, okay. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Let's get a hold of ourselves here. Yeah, rain it in. Let's not get excited. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Devil tongue of the week goes to life oh, wanna... time. The channel for the worst movies on television. The made-for-TV movies from Lifetime. Woo! Which I used to be a huge fan of, may I add. I literally love Mother May Sleep with Danger starring Tori Spelling. I, like, love that movie. Love Lifetime. In the past tense, because what movie did we watch today, Jack? Well, you watched the whole one. I kind of had it on the background and stopped after an hour because it was I, I couldn't. How but dare this, you? The... <laughs> How dare you? After you just were bashing Lifetime for the past... But, but I endured! I endured! <laughs> anyway, the the crappy Lifetime TV movie we're talking about is the Aaliyah biopic movie. Full title, Aaliyah, Princess of R&B. <laughs> yeah. This has been getting some, some talk over the interwebs this week about how, how uh, heinous it was. And boy... Boy, <laughs> it was unbearably bad. We should have known it was bad when the trending hashtag was literally Legends Never Die or something. I was like, okay, like let's calm down. She had like three albums. No, I love Aaliyah. She's so amazing. And while I wasn't exactly offended or think that this is like a huge scorch on her, like, I don't know, on her reputation on any level, I cannot believe just how viciously awful this movie was. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. And also really gross and rapey. It, like, talks about how Leah and R. Kelly were married and literally makes it, like, a torrid love affair that the parents got in the way of. Like, huh? She was 15. Yeah, so the... I don't think anyone cares about spoiling this. Oh, my God, anyway. yeah. I don't know if it... This is another example of what we were talking about a few episodes ago about crazy spoilers. Since it already happened in real life... The, uh... The movie starts out, and it starts with, like, Aaliyah <laughs> being, I don't know, what is she, on Star Search She's or on Star Search, yeah. Like, okay, she's really talented, okay, cool. And then it, like, flash-forwards ahead. Like, 20 and years. <laughs> like, so. You think it's by 20 years, because she looks like a 25-year-old woman. Yeah, they cast a 38-year-old to play someone at the age of 14, like, huh? Yeah. So you're like, okay, she's, like, getting involved with, with R. Kelly, all right. And then, like, the parents confront her, and it's like... Aaliyah, you're only 15! And I was like, I like did a double take and like spit my cereal out of the computer screen. <laughs> what? What's going on? She literally was like, like that actress is cashing her social security checks as we speak. How was she playing a 15 year old? How? My favorite line in the movie, of many, is when she looks at R. Kelly, puts her hand on his cheek, and is like, 18 feels like an eternity from now. Yeah. Ugh, I want to throw Because he was, at the time, I guess he was 27. Um, I believe it. He's also, like, like as, his, as it would be shown later in life, was always a freak on a leash. Like, totally predatory. So, like, even though these were just rumors, I bet they're 100% true. Because R. Kelly's the worst. They most likely are real. And that's really weird. It's really um, weird. R. Kelly gets a quick... <laughs> <laughs> we definitely need to figure out a good way to identify which sounds fit when. Yeah. Because the gunshot was good and everything else. But yeah, the movie was just so unfortunate. So bad. But I kind of liked the 
uh, her little brother who looked like Drake. Oh my god, yes! I know he looked just like Drake. He so, literally had the same hair and his crazy eyes and goofy grin. I was like, um, it's on purpose? Because Drake also pitched that, like, album of Aaliyah covers that her family, like, nixed. So I was like, is this a weird, oh, really? like, Drake shout-out? I didn't know that. Yeah, Aaliyah's family has nixed everything related to Aaliyah posthumously, including this movie, which is why they didn't sing a single Aaliyah song in it, ever. I was wondering about that. They never played it. They didn't play yeah. one. The only songs of Aaliyah's they could get the rights to were, like, various songs from movie soundtracks, because there's a completely different, like, public records. And literally, yeah. the entire life story is framed around these songs as if they were even, like, a big deal. Like, at one point, they're like, Aaliyah. This is one of the biggest moments of your career. The Anastasia soundtrack isn't a joke. And it's like <laughs> her getting ready to go to the Oscars to sing a song from the Anastasia soundtrack. Uh, well, I cut off right at the part where she befriends and meets up with Timberland and Missy Elliott. Oh. And the lady who plays Missy Elliott looks like it's Missy Elliott minus, like, 200 pounds. Minus 200 pounds. In the exact same wardrobe, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's really a reflection on how Missy has not changed her outfit. But Missy is flawless and can do no wrong. Live and breathe for her. Um, that scene was so brutal, too. This was just one of those movies that has tons of those scenes <laughs> where it's like, they play a song and she's like, that was, and they're like, we know, we know, stupid. And she's like, amazing. Yeah, she's like, what did she say? She's like, she's like I don't want you guys to take this the wrong way. Yeah. Then... <laughs> I was like, who talks like that? I don't want you guys to take this the wrong way and walk out of this room angry, but that was amazing. Like, what? What? You, do, you didn't like it? And she's like, that was dope. <laughs> so, and they do that 18,000 times. She's like, you liked it? She's like, liked it. I thought it was, yeah, I know unreal like okay do you guys have you picked up on the fact that she's down like how many yeah. more times and I mean, the non-stop thing about, the thing about the story it's kind of hard to, to it's hard when someone so young is so successful to like to have any kind of conflict right it's, oh it's, it's so like, true every single sign was like every single scene in the movie was like mom i don't know if i can do it <laughs> Aaliyah, you can do it and then she does it and then she like signs a record deal and then She's got the record deal signed. It's like, Mom, how am I supposed to live up to this? <laughs> Mom's like, Leah, you can do it. And then she does it. It's true. The only real conflict was like little bits of self-doubt every once in a while. It was a ton of her and Rashad slash Drake, her brother, and him just being like, you're like them cutting into the middle of a conversation because they couldn't afford to film an actual scene of him being like, you're telling me R. Kelly is producing your entire album? And she's like, yeah. And then like two seconds later, he's like, wait. You just told me R. Kelly is producing your entire album. Why are you upset? And it's like, oh my god, I want to throw myself out every window. My favorite scene is when she was at the pizza joint, and R. And R. Kelly is like, oh, yeah. there's something really special about you. You're not like other girls. And she literally looks at him, and she's like, I'm kind of a pizza girl. <laughs> that was a line from this movie. Aaliyah looking R. Kelly in the eyes and saying, I'm kind of a pizza girl. Yeah. Like, wow. excuse me. So. I'm mad. I'm literally, literally mad. Pretty terrible content there, Lifetime. So bad. It was just kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, why make it? If you have literally people being like, hey, here's someone whose music is incredible, but you're not going to be able to play a second of it, but we'll give you the Anastasia soundtrack, and then being like, no worries, we can work with this. Like, huh. <laughs> I'm livid. And, just uh, so yeah. bad. So. Devil Tongue of the Week. <laughs> Devil Tongue of the Week. Uh, uh. Yeah. 
yeah. goes to Lifetime for that one. Though I will recommend Crazy Sexy Cool, the TLC story starring Lil Mama. That one was actually pretty bomb. Would you recommend the Brittany Murphy story? Oh my god, I haven't seen it. I have to watch that. Great recall. I completely forgot. There's another person where it's like, you're going to stretch out their life story to two hours, I guess. Yeah. So we'll see. But I'll definitely be watching that. I'll hit. I'll talk about it next week. Thank god. <laughs> don't act like you don't love it. Don't act like I won't be sending you the link ten times spam style until you watch it. Thank, thank god. Thank the guy. Thank you. Tinky. Uh- um, alright, I guess it's time to move on to that, that time of the show where we shout out our, our good friend of the week. Ooh, you go first. Okay, well, I'm gonna do a little preemptive shout out to whoever is the person who can take down ISIS. <laughs> 100. <laughs> to those of you who haven't heard, uh, this past week, ISIS, um, reportedly beheaded an American aid worker in Syria named Peter Kassig. Um, who was over there, you know, just trying to do some good. It's not been confirmed that his, because the, their execution video this time was uh, very, um, uh, was a lot different than it, than their past ones were, and it wasn't as, as um, graphic, apparently. Mm. In what way? Uh, what was special? About, what was different about the video? I guess in the past, they, their execution videos, they'd shown, they'd like sh- show the hostage alive. Oh, I've seen them. I know. I Jesus, I haven't seen them. But and then they would kill the guy and then behead them. But this right. one kind of just opens with the guy's head on the ground and it's like holy shit and stuff. So I, I they didn't confirm it. I haven't watched it. Um, yeah, man, but that's terrible. Come on, guys, he's just trying to help people. Like, come on, aid worker. They're really on, mean. Is that is that helpful in terms of the dialogue to really just? Warmly come out and say ISIS is mean. I'll say it. At the front lines. I'll say it too. ISIS is really not nice. I- ISIS? Not nices. Yeah. Not one of the good friends nices. And I hope the nices don't like ISIS. Ooh. Literally? Is this a Fergie song? I hope that in Fergie's new album there's a couple songs where she says ISIS in the wrong way. <laughs> and everyone thinks it's ISIS propaganda. I'm ready for that. Do you think ISIS listens to the Good Friends podcast? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. I think, I think ISIS is, um, has real bad taste for the Western world, almost exclusively because of the Good Friends podcast. Yeah. I think they watch Mad About You reruns and listen to Good Friends podcasts. <laughs> I think that's their Sunday. Because you know how they, like, will sometimes trick, like, young girls into falling in love with them over social media and then like they run off to join isis yes that happens every once in a while so they're on social media so i feel like they must have gotten a facebook notification oh my god wait what if their next video was them like absolutely taking us down because they were bombarded with notifications from all of the drama on our facebook page and then we get beheaded oh my god (laughs) i would kill for you to be in the next beheading video that would be great (laughs) Great publicity for the Good Friends podcast. Uh, but for real, they suck. Yeah, they're the worst. They're really mean, um, really rude, and yeah, just all around too much. They're definitely good friend, good friend good of the friend week. Shout out to whoever stops stop ISIS. Yeah, good friend of the week, whoever you are, do your duty. I'm obsessed. So that was mine. My good friend of the week is a real good friend of the Good Friends podcast. It's Lisa Durst! Ooh, 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 ooh. Lisa Durst, who confronted one of her biggest fears, aside from horses, um, which was to do stand-up comedy, and she did her first stand-up set 
yesterday evening in Los Angeles time and did really well. And I'm just super proud of her because that's really scary. The number one fear that most Americans have is public speaking. Um, second is death. And this is true. So good job, girlfriend. That's really crazy. And yeah, really cool. Really made And also, I will say this. It's funny because there's so many times where we've, you know, as like groups of friends been like wondering if we want to like watch something funny, uh, you know, for movies. And I've definitely been like, oh, we should watch this really hilarious stand-up special. Oh, right. And she can't. Which is guaranteed to be funny. You know the guy doesn't bomb, and Lisa still is unable to watch stand-up comedy One for fear that he, they do bomb. Right. Right. That level of just, empathy is too intense. And now it's great that she was out there, and and I told her this. I said, Lisa, if I were in the stand, in the, in the audience, I would have booed you right off the stage, because Wait. they say the best thing for a comedian is to, to go through bombing. Hmm. Really glad that you are the one who's going to teach her that lesson. That's great. Yeah, so. yeah, I think another really good lesson for stand-up comedians is if you cut their Achilles tendon. And then it's sort of like, okay, like, you know, are you going to push past this? Like, do you love this enough to keep doing it, you know? And it's kind of like, you know, if your friends and loved ones boo you off the stage, mm-hmm. it can't get worse than that, right? It can't get worse than that. That's true. It's true. So basically, any good friend listener should go to her next stand-up show, and you should boo through the entire thing. Lisa will thank you for it. Don't even give her a chance to talk. Just start booing right the as minute. she walks on stage. Ladies and gentlemen, we present Lisa DeBoo. <laughs> so yeah, good friend of the get week. Stage. And then me just trying to like, excuse me, excuse me, trying to get through with a little knife to cut her, her Achilles tendon. <laughs> pardon me, I'm sorry. Pardon me, pardon me. <sighs> um, but yeah, aside from that premonition not even digression but premonition um i'm really proud of her so good friend of the week is lisa durst good job job, girl what a week it's been what a week it's going to be Ooh, nice but it's another week without you and i miss you and i wish you were here jack dale uh it's all right well i'll I'll be back soon and we'll uh we'll, we'll be able to to have fun in the New York City snow. Is it snowing there? It's, it's snowing. not snowing there, but I yeah. am about to venture out to go to a press screening, and I was it was raining all day, so I'm horrified. What are you seeing? I'm seeing Wild, starring Reese Witherspoon. Oh, okay, movie I really want to see. Wild? Foxcatcher. Oh, what is it? Foxcatcher. I saw that last week. I had a press screening of it last week. Was it good? Yeah, and you could have been my plus one, bruh. Um, no, it wasn't that good. <laughs> it wasn't that good? It wasn't that good. Uh, I know. I was so excited about it, too. You know, it was supposed to come out last year, and it was pushed. I didn't know that. Yeah, I was, like, really, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, it's really, you should definitely see it, though. It's really weirdly beautiful, but it's a bummer. I was super excited about it. It's a really, it's, like, my favorite type of movie, those, like, um, weird, um, just, like, strange, isolated stories. Creepy, isolated paranoid stories. movie. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, I studied character studies where people are, like, yeah, paranoid and freakish and, like, I don't know. And it has to do with sports and murder. Two of our yeah. favorite things between yeah. the two of us. Exactly. Yeah. Well, okay. But this is, uh, this has been a good, I think this is gonna do us for the show. This will do us. I think we broke yeah. the internet successfully. Okay. We did. I'll be leaking my naked pics on the Good Friends Tumblr. Okay. All um, right. And listeners, send us some questions. Yeah, guys, hit us up on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Kick, <laughs> Viber, uh, what's that? I don't know. Yeah, Tinder, Grinder, LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn. Hit us up actually exclusively on Grinder and LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cut all the others. 
<laughs> Let's make our social media presence exclusively LinkedIn and Grinder. Yeah. I think our audience would take a huge like dem- it would be two very different types you, of yeah. demographics. It would be a lot of uh, a lot of disappointment from our present fans and a lot of confusion from the new ones. Right. Like unclear as to why I'm connecting to with a podcast on LinkedIn. I don't really know what right. this is, but and I'm confused as to why I'm trying to have gay sex with a podcast. <laughs> yeah, why is my penis constantly jamming into a computer screen? <laughs> and why won't they shut up during? Can't. God. Next All generation right. food coost. Okay, you guys. So, uh, yeah, good friends podcast at gmail.com. Good friends podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk to you guys later. We love you guys. Get to work, Janet. Yeah, get the fuck to work. You bitch! (laughs) Janet, I'm serious this time. You have to do better. Janet. Is that too harsh? (laughs) That got really intense. (laughs) (laughs) That got really intense. For sure. Janet does an amazing job, but if she ever is satisfied with her work, uh, I want her to know that she's going to get fired. The minute she doesn't feel the constant threat that is... You, on the other end, is the minute the work declines in quality. This is a fact. This is a fact. It's just a motivational point, Janet, so... Definitely. You're... Just think that you're getting fired. Yeah, at all times. It's just best for everybody. Yeah, definitely. Everyone, including the fans. Whom we do this for. Yeah, we do it for you. We do it for you, for you, for you. We do it for you. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you.